Welcome. 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 You're listening to Built by Us. Built by Us. Built by Us. Built by Us. The Bricks. Hey everyone, welcome back to a brand new Brick episode of Built by Us. It's Alyssa and Taylor here, and we're back to talk about the For the People Act. But today we're actually going to the second pillar, getting big money out of politics. And again, if you forgot what the For the People Act is, it is a sweeping pro-democracy package that will strengthen all the cracks in our foundation when it comes to our political society. Um, So H.R. 1 and S. 1 are both a For the People Act in the House and the Senate, and we love both of them. They're essentially the same right now. So that's why we'll be talking about them in these three pillars. And then if things change as they move through discussions on the floor, we'll let you know. Yeah. Like Taylor said, we've split this bill up into three different pillars that we're kind of discussing one week at a time. Last week, we talked about making voting simpler, safer, and fairer. This week, we're talking about getting big money out of politics. And next week, we'll talk about holding our elected leaders accountable. All great things, all things we want. So a quick snapshot of some of the things that are in this uh, getting big money out of politics section of the For the People Act, uh, there will be a requirement to disclose digital honest ads. This is something that's important because in the past few years, just anything online can be considered true information just by regular people. And so having it necessary for disclosure and like a specific tag on online ads that say this is paid for by whomever, and this is what this is actually about. It's kind of just trying to help get at the like fake news phenomenon or um, infiltration from other countries who want to sow discord in our country because it's better for them. There will also be a creation of people packs, uh, which if you don't know about super packs right now, that's one of the ways that lots and lots of money can go towards certain candidates. And those are funded by corporations and millionaires and billionaires who have very special interests, right? They're interested in either their own profits or their own gains uh, versus just regular everyday people. So we don't get represented in super PACs. So these people PACs would allow, um, you know, grassroots organizations to collect small donations and contribute to candidates that way. So it would just be another way that regular everyday people could get money to run for office. Um, And then one of the other exciting things will be that corporations, unions, and nonprofits or any other organization that would spend more than $10,000 per election cycle must disclose their donors. So this is just one of the things uh, that you would think would already be happening, (laughs) disclosing donors when you spend a lot of money. Um, But the rules right now are more lax than we would want. So just another way to fix that. Yeah, all of these different highlights really make me think of the getting big money out of politics section as kind of like the evening the playing field section Mm -hmm. almost, because these are all of the things that make running for election feel so impossible. And so this part of the bill makes me excited for all the new people who may get to run because of it. Definitely. So those were some quick snapshots of what's in this bill, but we want to spend a little bit more time talking about three of our favorite provisions in this pillar of getting big money out of politics. So one of our first favorite parts of this bill is the fact that it supports the overturning of Citizens United. And this was the case that decided that money equals free speech. And so people with a lot of money can basically drown out everyone else's voices with their own. 
And this has really just completely corrupted our elected officials who receive big money and it stops everyday people like us from being able to raise comparable amounts of money just to run from office and be competitive. Yeah. So in one of our older episodes, we did talk a little bit about Citizens United um, and what that case meant. And I would say it was the single biggest decision when it comes to elections, right? It it was one decision that has had great and lasting effects on our political system because of the fact that it gives special interests so much power being that money equals free speech. So like Alyssa said, they're just drowning out other people's voices when you have that much money. So, you know, you think about the big lobbies like um, oil and gas or uh, big pharmaceuticals. Um, These are big corporations that are able to get their issues passed and or block regulations because they pay for elected officials to continue to run every single time, right? So then that elected official is going to serve that corporation over their regular everyday people who might be hurting from that policy. And then also, like Alyssa said, it stops regular people from being able to run because if current elected officials are getting millions of dollars and your next door neighbor who lives in a two bedroom apartment decides they want to run, who are they going to talk to to raise millions of dollars? They don't know people like that. So how are they going to run against that type of incumbent? It just, it's extremely prohibitive. Yeah. So Citizens United is basically just an out-of-date court decision that needs to be overturned so that everyday people can participate in elections to the same extent that people with millions of dollars can. Exactly. Um, The second thing we want to highlight further is the creation of a federal donor matching system for congressional elections. This is a really great step to having something DEMNC calls voter-owned elections, um, something that we've been fighting for for decades, um, because as we mentioned, it's ridiculously expensive to run for office. So small donor matching programs allow regular everyday people to put money towards the people that they believe in, and so that candidates don't have to have connections with millionaires or corporations to become our leaders. So this one actually says for congressional elections, do we have something like this in other places? Yeah, so this has been um, tested in a lot of municipalities and local places, and it has been proven to be effective for the things that I talked about, whether that's getting more people to run, making elections more competitive um, so that residents feel like the people representing them are actually like them. Um, So this is really exciting that the For the People Act will have this for something as big as federal congressional elections and not just what we have right now, which is just a few towns and cities like Seattle and Baltimore. So opening this up to bigger offices is going to be a huge win for regular everyday people. And it should also signal to the rest of the localities and states that we need to do this on a grander scale. So the last part of this pillar that we really like, and obviously the reason we like the other ones, is encouraging ordinary people, particularly women and people of color, to run for office without relying on corporate donations. So this one is pretty similar to the other ones in the fact that it's really trying to encourage ordinary people to run for office and give them the resources to do that. So there are actually provisions in this bill that would allow candidates to use their campaign funds for things like childcare and their living expenses. 
which would definitely allow regular people to put their funds towards things they actually need to be able to actively campaign, which is the type of forward thinking that we need if we're going to get representatives that actually look like us. Definitely. So as you've been listening, we're just saying we want regular people in office. We want people to be able to afford for, to run for office because campaigning is a full-time job. It takes up so much of your time. So you need to be able to get your kids into daycare. You need to be able to pay rent still or pay your mortgage. So opening up campaign funds to regular living expenses, it's just one of those things that you would think is common sense, but just doesn't exist yet. You know, everything we're talking about is like, when you say it, we're like, duh, this should happen. But it doesn't, which is why being an elected official feels like there's just so many obstacles or barriers in your way. And this just breaks all of those down. So after talking through all of this, I'm even more pumped than I was last week about the For the People Act. Um, all of these common sense measures will not only get big money out of politics and stop this type of corruption that we have going on, it will also make voting simpler, safer, and fairer with all the provisions we talked about last week. So together, these two pillars really hold up an actually strong and functional democracy where every voice will be heard and every representative will be there for their constituents. So yeah, the For the People Act is just that, for the people. And getting big money out of politics means putting more people like us into them. So if you're ready to take action on the For the People Act, send a message to your senators and make your voice heard to ensure this once-in-a-generation pro-democracy package passes the Senate. Go to demnc.co slash for the people. That's D-E-M-N-C dot C-O slash for the people. See you next time. Bye. Bye.